Hi, and welcome to Snacking with the Saints, the podcast where we eat snacks and talk about saints. I'm Andrea. And I'm Lena. Thanks for being here. Hey, everyone. We are back. We're recording with a special episode, and we're excited everyone's here. I'm so excited. We're back from a little bit of a hiatus, so thank you for being patient with us. Yeah. Uh, Lena picked this one. So should we do snacks and then topic, or topic and then snacks? Ooh, I think, I think should, you should say the topic either okay. way, though. I think we should do topic just okay. to put it out there. But we are doing Saints Who Are Angels. Yeah. <laughs> which is something that's a limited category because there's not a lot of angels that are named in the Bible. Yeah. So Andrea and I did have to coordinate. So there won't be the surprise element yeah. in this one. But I promise you it's going to be lovely because there's some really great stories with these yeah. angels. And I, I have never really felt like a connection to any of like the archangels Mm. but you said that you did so that's why I'm excited for this one and why I feel like it's special because like I feel like I'm really gonna be like receiving oh I hope that for you I have such a devotion to the saint that I picked never felt that I for me it was a little bit more so like I wanted to like you know my first question was like well why are these saints like why do so I went a little bit more like in my research brain of like why is it like this what makes an angel a saint versus the human Right. Creation. And what's it yeah. like? Why not all the angels? Because we know there's more than these four. So if, for right. me, I feel like it activated my like theology. The why. Yeah. The, like an, analytical, piece. more analytical brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear like your like more like connected piece for Ooh, sure. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So going from there are snacks. Andrea, do you want to talk about your snack? First? Yeah. Mine was the um, Siete Mexican wedding cookies. They're in Costco. They were delicious. They're really good. The bag is pretty big, and I've kind of eaten it by myself, but I just love <laughs> the brand Siete. I love, like, the brand story, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little pricey for us, so if it's in Costco, whatever they have, like, I'll buy it. Yeah, you have permission to just... Yeah, because I feel like, out. oh, I like their food, and I can afford it in Costco, and you know what? Maybe I've never even done the price breakdown. I'm pretty sure I can afford it, but I don't know. It just seems like it's yeah. a better deal because it's at Costco. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, I was at Costco. I was hungry. I got the cookies. They're delicious. Well, yeah, I'm going to give my full endorsement because I've had some of their other stuff, um, like their tortillas, which are great Mm because we do mostly gluten-free right now. Um, But I don't usually find good gluten-free cookies Yeah, because I just am craving the real deal. Mm But maybe, and also maybe because I haven't had Mexican wedding cookies, I don't have like this other standard, but these were lovely. They had like kind of a ginger taste to them. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. And I didn't feel like I was eating something that was like trying to be something else. It just tasted like a good cookie. It's a good cookie. It is. Good brand. Mexican wedding cookies. Yeah. In Costco, maybe not near you, but at mine. (laughs) And they do sell that brand like at Whole Foods and Sprouts and stuff. So yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy you brought that. Yeah, take as many as you want to the kids. Done, done. (laughs) I will do that. Um, And we didn't coordinate, but I brought cookies too. Yeah. And I went with what I consider the gold standard of just snacks is the basic chocolate chip cookie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went with just like grocery store bakery brand. Which there's something so good about just like a grocery. I don't know. Like any grocery store. I mean like Walmart. It feels kind of homemade, but also the convenience of just Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're all, I feel like they're all good. Like, Kroger, Tom Thumb, they all have them. They're all delicious. I always just, I feel like there's always just like a grandma back there baking like cookies and pastries, and so it just feels They're always good. (laughs) And like, you know, not all chocolate chip cookies are good. True. But these ones 
are. I don't know. I like them. The other ones I like, I will say, is Tiff's treats. Those those cookies make me happy. All of them. Like warm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I will eat a whole box. I I can't be trusted. I'm not not even going to go there with confession (laughs) on that. But I will say that... The warm cookies and like cold milk. Oh my gosh. Warm chocolate chip cookies and cold milk. I love milk. it. There's something about just the contrast of the temperatures and mm-hmm. just ah, delicious. I know. I can't. I don't like tip <clears throat> treats to the point where like, I don't even want to look at it. <laughs> yes. Like, like I don't need like, to know where they're at, like right. the stores, because it needs to just like be an impromptu. No, there's no like moderation. Like I either have to eat like a full... <laughs> 12 cookies or I can't you eat can't them just at like all. have one no and so I like that kind of loss of my like self-control <laughs> scares me it's dangerous but so yeah, you I can't have full accessibility to it no it needs to be something that someone like treats you yeah to. like a surprise I'm gonna remember that it's like <laughs> completely out of my control that they're in front of me yeah. so I might as well indulge but I can't just and like, then you don't have a continuing source of it so right. it's fine yeah it's finite Yes, I just, I don't need them in my life all the time because they're just too good. Yeah, I agree. Moderation, (laughs) even if it's forced. Oh, yeah, I need it. The other piece is, do you have a good chocolate chip cookie recipe? There is a recipe that I have that I have all the ingredients for that I haven't tried yet. Okay. I want you to try it and let me know what you think. Because I find that the chocolate chip cookie recipe is so elusive to like find the right. Yeah. One and nobody like that I know is like, oh, I have the best chocolate chip cookie recipe. Like, they're all kind of like trying to find it. Um, but also, it has to do with people's preference because some people like crunchy and oh, like I like soft. a soft, yeah. I, I like a soft cookie. A so- I'm not with you, I like soft cookies. Well, yeah, chewy. Let me retract. I like soft in the middle and mm. kind of crunchy on the yeah. edges. That's like the perfect. I like a chewy cookie. Um, uh, but I'm pretty optimistic. I don't know if you've heard of Claire Savitz, she's mm-hmm. a um. Like a YouTube baker. Okay. And she's like, was, you know, like French culinary based. Like she's very, she worked at Bon Appetit magazine. Yeah. And now she just has like her own channel. And she has a recipe in her cookbook that she posted and did like a tutorial for. So that's the one I want to try. And I have full confidence in Claire. Yes. I love her. I like watch one of her videos like every day. It's like my comfort thing. Oh, I love okay, her. Okay, so, so she's like a vetted source for you. Oh, yeah. She's like very, anything from Claire Savitz is good. Okay, so t- we need to like touch base on this again okay. in another episode so we can find out. Okay, but do you know what? <laughs> do you know, this is my, maybe like a window into my life. My husband, Luis, I have to hide the chocolate chips <laughs> because he just like will find it and like open the bag and keep it on the counter and just pick at them. And it drives me insane. Okay, I I can relate to this because this happens with us with mini marshmallows. Like, I'm like, I have a bag of marshmallows if we want to make Rice Krispie treats. And then I go to the pantry and there's like half the bag is gone. Yeah. Why are you? I need, yeah, I need those. (laughs) Those are baking supplies. Yeah. Don't just, it's not, yeah, it's not like a bag of chips where (laughs) it's just like you get a handful. Like these are for baking. Like I need to measure. So part of the reason why I haven't made them yet is because I keep buying bags of chocolate <laughs> chips and they're always like half opened. And I'm sure if I measured them, they'd be like no, probably yeah. enough, but I just get angry yeah. and then I hide the bags and then I forget about them. <laughs> you forget so that's where why, you Yeah. Them. That's why when you were like, have you made them? I was like, wait, have I? Wait, maybe I'll keep, I'll keep the chocolate chips at my house and the marshmallows at yours and we'll just trade when we have to bake. <laughs> okay. Let me figure out who likes marshmallows first. I think we mean? should address this with Louise. I need to. <laughs> You're listening, a lot of Louise. my baking issues. Yeah, Louise. 
Yeah. Anyway, so that's my struggle with chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> it makes me mad. Of baking them at home. Yeah. Moral of the story is just tip streets. Oh, yeah. They're delicious. Okay. Well, should we go on to yeah. our Yeah. We said I should start, right? Yeah. Do you want to kind of go over just like some information about angels in, in general? Yeah. So like I said, I was really interested in like why we have the saint archangels so i kind of just did some research on that um and kind of i feel like this is just a good thing to just like go through again when we say the term saint so we're just referring to a person who we believe their life um reflects like what the church calls heroic sanctity so that Mm. their life just is a testament to the love of jesus christ Um, i love the hero's journey yes yeah so that's who a saint is and there have been like a lot of people who have gotten that title now another interesting thing that I found in my research that I kind of forgotten about is that St. Paul in his letters uses the term saint to just like talk about Christians in general, like the early church Christians. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So if you look through his books or his writings, you'll see that, that he just uses it in term of those who are just like members of the mystical body of Christ. Yeah. So we have like that way to talk about saints as well. So in that way, we can kind of talk about like the communion of saints. It's just like anyone who belongs to Christ. Oh, I love that. Uh, so, Saint in our, normally it does, you know, belong to human beings, but if we're talking about saints as people who belong to Christ and are in heaven, then that lumps angels in too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think to me, and I could be wrong, we need a fact checker, but so in my head, it was kind of like that thing where like, you know how like, and this is definitely wrong, but you know, like how some rectangles are squares you know how that, but oh, not yes. all squares are rectangles. Yes. That mm-hmm. I might have that reversed, but it was kind of like that thing. Like all people, there's a broader category. Yes. in which some a smaller category fits into. Right. So mm-hmm. all angels are saints because they belong to God and are in heaven, and they're part of the communion of saints. Okay, but not all people in heaven are angels. Right, kind of and like, not all people in heaven are saints, or are they? So I. I from my understanding, there's the canonized saints, oh, okay. but everyone talk. in heaven is a saint. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Because they are in heaven and belong to Jesus. But from our, when we say saint, usually in the Catholic understanding, we're talking about the canonized list. Where the church recognizes them as heroic. Yes. And in heaven with Christ. Yes. And like officially, I think we're not supposed to say like, oh, that person is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So like, cause only, only God knows who goes to heaven right. and not, right. but a canonized saint is someone who the church can say because of the way they live their life, we can fully say that they are in heaven. We're very confident in that and right. that their life can be a guide to us getting to heaven as well. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So again, like there's like the whole, like the square is a rectangle. Yeah, there's rectangle. a lot of categories. Yeah. Right. So just kind of wrapping your mind around which category we're talking about. And I'm pretty confident in that, but I think I'm going to reach out to seminarian Greg Scatini and have him double check. And I'll like put in a fact check if I need to while I'm editing. Yeah. Awesome. I think Greg would be a great fact checker. (laughs) He'd be great at that. And he's the one who was like, you should make a saint podcast. So I feel like it'd be good if it was him. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of like why some angels can be called saints. Yeah. In the broader term. Makes sense. And the reason we have the three archangels, but you know there's a fourth one? There's four archangels mentioned in scriptures. Are you sure? Yes, Saint Uriel. And she only appeared, or he, only appears one time, I think. Where? I believe in my research that she's the, he, what? 
Uriel sounds like a girl name, so I'm going to say she. She's the one who talks to Noah about the flood. Like, she's in the Noah narrative. I could be wrong what I just okay. said. I, I think she's only mentioned one time. But by name? Yeah, Uriel. Okay. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to say it's a male just because all the other angels were males. Mm. But I want to I want to look into that. I That's what I read in my research. Okay. I was surprised, too. I like want to dig into scripture and see where it is. Yeah. Because there was always that fuzzy area about yeah. about that angel. And I was like. I believe mm. it's in the flood narrative. But that's another okay. thing where the reason these ones are like the saint in the archangels is because they're mentioned in scripture. And right. so like devotion to them is as far back as like the very early church. Yes. So that's where it comes from. Right. But I think the fact that that's the archangels only mentioned one time is why she's mostly forgotten. Oh, interesting. Well, mine was only mentioned one time in one book. Right. I'll say that. But, but it's kind character. of a larger narrative. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. larger narrative in character true. moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not a <laughs> yeah, not a cameo. Yeah, this one it feels very much like a cameo, St. Uriel. But I thought that was interesting because we always think of like the the big three, yeah. Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, who are all mentioned right. a few times. Yeah. Uh, so basically, these are the saints uh, Saint Archangels because of their significance in um, salvation history too, which I read is yes. that they play a part in like the story of man's salvation because they're in the Bible versus yeah. just like someone who lived a heroic life. Right. I love that. Yeah. So again, this really like activated my research part of my brain. So I always knew that the Archangels were like a lower class of angel. You're right. Like, aren't they the second? Yeah, class? they're very like, low. So that's why I was like, oh, well, I want to like research the angels in general. Cause I was, I always thought that was very interesting because they're lower, but like more like commonly venerated among. Yeah. Okay. So let's us. kind of backtrack. So there's basically nine choirs of angels, right? right? So basically yes. nine levels. It's a hierarchy. And the saints that we're talking about are angels in that second. They're lower, like the, I believe. Like right above the first. Um, and so they are called archangels, right. but they each levels, like each choir serves a purpose. I yes. Think. I have Dr. Peter Kreef in his book, angels and demons has like a whole like write up on it. So I'm going to read cool. like a small paragraph okay. from that book. Oh, but also I didn't realize this, but St. Paul is kind of the seed of the choir of angels. Cause he mentions the different types of angels in Ephesians and Colossians, Oh, which again, beautiful. it's like they're in scripture, but we just kind of gloss over that. Yeah. Um, and then also that's like divine revelation for him or I don't know. Well, it's all scripture is divine yeah, revelation. True. So, that's true. Yeah. but I think also the cherubim and seraphim are mentioned in the old Testament. So mm-hmm. I think just through the Hebrew faith that there was some tradition that's been passed down yeah. all these thousands of years. Uh, okay. So a couple of big players kind of helped us with this tradition of the nine choirs of angels, because it's not like written dogma anywhere. A lot of this is just accepted church tradition. Yeah. So St. Gregory the Great is kind of the one who put this choir of angels list together. Mm-hmm. So he identified um, the angels, archangels. So yeah, they're like the second to last. Virtues, powers, principalities, dominions, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. So he's kind of the one who kind of put this list, list together. Mm-hmm. And like I said, here's like a quick excerpt from Dr. Peter Kreef's book. So he says, the first three levels see and adore God directly. The seraphim, the highest choir, comprehend God with maximum clarity, mm-hmm. and therefore their love flames the hottest. So oh, seraphim means the burning that. ones. Yeah, so interesting, Lucifer was one of these angels. That's why he's still Whoa. powerful and dangerous, because he, he was, was the one, highest he was one of the most powerful angels. And the whole burning. Yes. Oh, Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. 
So then the cherubim contemplate God too, but less in himself than his providence. And cherubim means fullness of wisdom. Okay. So then the thrones contemplate God's power and judgments. So throne is like, you know, the judicial symbol of power. Yeah. The next requires fulfill God's providential plans for the universe kind of he says like middle management personnel which i thought was funny uh, so there's the dominions they're like the authority they command the lesser angels below them the virtues receive their orders from the dominions and run the universe so to speak um or and especially the heavenly bodies he says which i really like that part yeah. so then the powers serve the virtues by fighting against evil influence that oppose the virtues providential plan and then the last requires There's directly. There's something very like Marvel universe about that. There piece is, of yeah. But then the principalities care for the earthly principalities, like cities, nations, and kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And then the archangels carry God's messages to man. And then there's the ordinary angels who are the guardian angels. So one for each individual. And so traditionally in our belief, it's that uh, there's angels who are in charge of like all of these elements of existence. Of the the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Which when I was reading that, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I feel like really cool. Like kind of like a superhero a little bit because there's like one assigned to me. Yeah. And that just the world is so protected. Yeah. So protected. It kind of felt like that. Yeah. So that's from um, Dr. Peter Kreef, but also St. Thomas Aquinas is one who in the Summa Theologica really tried to order that. And Peter Kreef borrows mostly from him. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like just some background info on angels because- I find that so fascinating. It all of fasc- that information. We don't really talk it about feels this a magical lot. in a spiritual sense, yes. like not in a kooky way, but it's no. more of just like this deeper understanding of you know so much of spirituality is our relationship with mm-hmm. God, human like man's relationship with God, and this just elevates it to a higher level to know that you know it's not just us. Like there's just so much more involved. Yeah, in like God's universe. Literally every piece of creation. From like the heavenly bodies to like us have like a heavenly like angel assigned to it. Like oh, you just like, like you I said, so that. protected. Yeah. And, but I guess like as we're processing, like how often do we just like completely go about our days, like our whole lives and not even think about that? Yeah. Like we're missing out. There's I, a I piece feel, of the pie out there. I, yes. I feel like angels, um, an understanding of angels helps create a sense of security Yeah, where I mean, and it's interesting because uh, Lucifer's an angel, but, you know, his whole um, scheme is to distort and to confuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so which can create a lot of worry and a lot of fear. Um, and but, you know, he there's this whole other piece of understanding the other side of it that like kind of just mutes that a little bit, which I think is really helpful just yeah. from a spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. I also now where I'm just kind of like, rabbit holing this but i also like heard that the fact that lucifer even exists is like such he even he is an example of god's goodness and that god gave him like the power to be an angel mm-hmm. and god doesn't like god's gifts are like always good so like the fact that he is powerful is again just like an example that like any power that he has is because of god and what he does is like distort that goodness right like it's not that he himself is powerful because like he even what he has is not his right kind of what and that's that's kind of what they say about lucifer is that he cannot create anything on his own yeah he he can only just distort right right so um that makes sense as to what you're saying yeah oh so speaking of lucifer my saint archangel is saint michael 
And he is known as the warrior angel. Yeah. So just a couple, yeah, just a couple things about him. So his name means who is like God. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of alluding to his special place among the angels. He's usually called the prince of the angels because Mm -hmm. of his fight against Satan. Yeah. Did I already say his name was the battle cry that the angels supposedly like in tradition, like his name was what the angels like cried as they went into battle to fight Satan. Cool. So I want to include this story that I definitely 100% read in college, but I could not find any source to cooperate what I'm about to say. So take so that caveat. for what it is. But I know I read it. Like I think someone gave me a St. Michael chaplet and like yes. a book that went along with uh-huh. it. Yeah. And so it's just like a lot of St. Michael fun facts. Yeah. But I know for a fact that I read at one point that at the beginning of creation, it said that God revealed his plan for the salvation of man to the angels. So mm-hmm. that before... You know, there was even anything created. God kind of yeah. said to the angels, like, we're going to do this, but it's going to go south. But here's my plan. I'm going to send my son, Jesus. He's going to become man. Mm-hmm. And that's what how we're going to redeem everything. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Lucifer, again, was a very powerful angel, but he heard that and was angry that man would be elevated by God becoming one of them. Right. And that he could not do that. Right. And that was jealousy. Right. So even like as powerful as he was, there'd always be something that man would have that he didn't. So that is kind of like the seed of why. Yeah. Was there a piece of it also being like how in love God was with humans? Right. That God loved humans so much that he would become one. But that, yeah. So there's like a jealousy and anger. Um, So Lucifer was angry about this and wanted to revolt against God. And he convinced some angels to join him. Mm -hmm. And it said that Michael was the first one to recognize Jesus as God. Mm -hmm. And to like, while Lucifer was revolting against his plan, he was the one that stepped forward and is said to have bowed to Jesus. Like, and this is all very metaphysical. Yes. Creation hadn't happened yet, but Jesus is God. So Trinity. Right. Michael was the first one to kind of, acknowledged that this was a plan and that Jesus was also Lord. Yeah. And because of that, we can recognize Jesus as like, or Michael as the first disciple of Jesus. Oh because my Because of goodness. his acceptance. That's beautiful. Of, yeah. And, so, I mean, that's part of that. Like every knee will bow. Yes. Right? Like yes. he was the first. He was the first knee uh, to bow to <laughs> the plan. Cool. And then he, in his like support of the plan is the one who led the like to squash the revolt of Lucifer. Mm. And he's the one who cast him out of heaven. Yeah. Uh, so that is, I read that and that's always why St. Michael is my guy. Cause I love <laughs> discipleship and I love that he was like the first one. Yes. So that's always why of the archangels, he's been my, my fave. It's like the leader. Right. But okay. also as a child, I clearly had an undiagnosed anxiety, Aww. but I was very afraid like all the time. Yeah. And I'm, Probably my mom or my grandma at some point said that St. Michael would protect me, so I didn't need to be afraid. Right. So, I mean, but also I had anxiety because of, or in addition to, I would always watch like Dateline and Law and Order and (laughs) Unsolved Mysteries. Child abduction. Oh, for sure. So I was like always afraid (laughs) that I was going to be murdered at any point. So I've always liked St. Michael because I was like, okay, he's the one that's going to fight. He's going to protect me. Right. Which, can I insert something here about St. Michael? Because um, that... That idea of him being the protector is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, when like, you're like, oh, you feel like something's off and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, like something's going on and I don't know what it is. Um, or just feel like there's just 
evil lurking somewhere. Um, St. Michael is like the saint Go to call to. upon, yeah. right? Um, and you can say his prayer, the St. Michael prayer. But I had a seminarian once tell me that, um, like when we were talking about the choirs of angels, he's like, I just want you to think about, because I was just saying, like, I'm really scared about this. And he was mm-hmm. like, I just want you to think about this in perspective. And he said, like, God assigned like one of the lowest levels of his angels to fight all of the evil in the world. Like, mm. you know, like it's like he could have, I mean, like it's literally the like second from the bottom, yeah. not, not to like discount St. Michael, mm-hmm. but he's saying like, that is the power of God that he's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to like send one of you down. There yeah. <laughs> to like fight I love all that. evil. Yeah. And it just was like, I don't know. It just like totally changed my perspective of mm-hmm. no matter what seems scary to us because we're little and human, God's power is so much more significant that like there's nothing to be afraid of. Like he is always going to come through and be always be more powerful than what any evil can try yeah. to make happen. And yeah. So, um, it's that fear that feeds that evil. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand the power of God and, and, and like how his angels help us, that that helps to dissipate yeah. the fear that we feed into. Definitely. So, Yeah. I think that's why, like, St. Michael will always make me think of the other nine choirs, because I heard that, too, that he's, like, one of the most powerful, but one of the lowliest. Yeah. Which we see throughout scripture all the time, It's like you get, like, a little peek into the mind of God. Right. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. How fast it is. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of why, like I said, I was drawn to him. And then even in doing this, because, I mean, we'd always, when we think of St. Michael, we think of the statues or pictures of him, like, throwing out satan and he's like stepping yeah, on him stepping or like him. the he's great the, dragon yeah, yeah the, the sword. sword so like if we're talking about his mentioned in scripture i knew like revelation yeah he's that's he's for sure big in there right but i didn't know that he's mentioned in um daniel he's in daniel oh, like what? twice like a couple times i think i remember that yeah so in daniel uh 10 verses 13 and 21 it says the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me 21 days but michael one of the chief princes came to help me and then again, a little later, there is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. And then again in Daniel 12, at at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. Oh, so I thought that was so like cool. so cool. It's like, boom, pretty like directly like yeah. this guy. He exists. Yeah, he exists and he's powerful. And then like the early church fathers believed that Michael was also in other places, uh, but not by name. So when uh like the 10 commandments come down to moses they believe like he's a part of that narrative and oh, also cool. the early church fathers believe that michael's the one who guards the entrance to the garden of eden with like the fiery sword oh neat. they believe that was him again like not by name but that's just yeah. early christian tradition just like based on his characteristics right yeah. uh so we he has like four jobs that okay. are no- noted too the first is to combat Satan. We knew that one. Right. The second is to escort the faithful to heaven at their mm-hmm. hour of death. The third is to be a champion of all Christians in the church. And the fourth is to call men from life on earth to their heavenly judgment. That's I had heard deep. that, that he was like present in our time of death and moving on. Yeah. Uh, because probably in that same little book that I couldn't find. Yeah. But uh, I also heard that he is also uh, a champion of the souls in purgatory so Aww. that during mass to say the St. Michael prayer and ask him to help guide 
souls from purgatory to heaven, especially the ones who don't have anyone pray for them. Oh, that's So I kind of made that yeah. um, a tradition too. Oh, I like that. Because an anxiety fear of mine is that I'll be in purgatory and won't have anyone to pray for me. So. I'm praying for you. Let's do like make <laughs> a deal. We pray for each yeah. other. That That's my like anxiety thing that I'll just, I mean, I guess I should be praying that I'll skip purgatory, but in my head, I'm like, look, I know I'm going there. I just <laughs> want to make one. sure <laughs> someone's praying for me to get out. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Yeah. So I, again, like, I think he's a big soother of my anxiety. I was realizing yeah, that. Like, he will remember the right. lo- lost St. and lonely. St. Michael's in charge of helping the people in purgatory yes. get to heaven. We'll be okay. So, and then just another story that I didn't know about is that he's, like, he's the patron against, like, fights for evil, but also, like, police officers and firemen, just oh, people neat. who are generally, like, in danger. Okay. And basically heroes. Yes. But also, he's a patron against sickness. And that's because mm-hmm. in the 6th century, there was a great plague hitting Rome. And Pope Gregory the Great led a procession through the city calling for God's mercy. Mm-hmm. And it said that he, what was the name of the castle? It was Castle Crescentius. Mm. I don't know, I probably said that wrong. But it said that St. Gregory saw him on top of the castle um, wiping his bloody sword off and then sheathing it. And Gregory saw that vision and that moment knew that the plague would end. And then it did. And Whoa, so that's pretty boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now that castle is called Castle San Angelo, Castle of the Holy Angels, and it's beautiful. And there's a giant St. Michael on top oh. of it. And I looked up a picture and now I definitely want to go there. For for sure. I feel like there's a lot of cities that are dedicated to St. Michael. Yeah. Too, right? Or you'll see like in some major cities the St. Michael statue. Yeah, for sure. But I thought that was a cool story. Because you know, there's so many like we could go to like I've seen where St. Rose of Lima was born and yes. I've seen like St. Martin's relics, but for these but saints, for angels it's totally different. Totally yeah. different. But I liked that I was like, Oh, one day I could go to yeah. that. I mean, there are definitely accounts of where Saint Michael I mean, in more present day past scripture where saints have said that St. Michael has visited them. Yeah. And there's like churches dedicated to mm-hmm. them and things like that. So I feel like we could even just do like a pilgrimage pilgrimage of like where angels appeared. Like that would be so cool. Yeah. yeah, this is going on our pilgrimage <laughs> list for sure. Because now I definitely have to go there. Yeah. I, this was definitely like a, a reminder to be like, oh, I have that friend, St. Michael, and he's yes. watching out for me. And especially like, this is a bad confession, but like <laughs> Ben is like so hard in mass right now. In he's, mass? Okay. So he's just... He had a phase where he was a beautiful angel baby in mass, and I loved going to mass as a family. He's still a beautiful angel baby. He's still beautiful. Just mass is difficult. Not in mass. Yes. Okay. Also, he's one. Yes. Yeah. And learning to walk. Oh, yeah. So oh, that is a tough time. A it's tough like time. Always in motion. Yes. And, you know, I'm not proud to admit it, but I will in humility. Sometimes, if it was particularly hard mass, and they're stopping to say a St. Michael prayer, I'm like, let's get out of here. We're not saying the prayer. We're not waiting for the priest. I have to get out right now. Or I'm I've going done as much to as break I can. down. Yeah. Yes. But this may be like, no, I need, that's when I need to stay the most. Mm. So it was kind of like, a, okay, no more leaving during the same It was prayer. like grounding you. I'm going to stay him. during math, even if I'm losing my freedom. I think mind. that's like just a good point in general is like when we are breaking down and we feel like running away, that's when we need to yes. stay grounded the most. Yes. Like, clinging to the Lord. Finish the mess. Don't run away. Just, yeah. I mean, like symbolically, but yes, also physically. (laughs) (laughs) Stay for the mess. Yes. So that was also kind of like the little very practical nudge that I I got from this research in my life. That is beautiful. And I think there's just something so special about having angels that are named Mm. um, because Mm. obviously we know there's nine choirs of angels and we have our guardian angels, which I've 
been told you're not supposed to name your angel. Yeah, I've to, heard that. Try to like use your own human knowledge to create right. that because it can kind of create distortion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the Lord has given us these angels with names um, that makes um, that metaphysical piece of it just a little bit more real and a little more, more connected. Um, and so that you could call them by name and ask for their help. I think that's just so... Um, such a gift from God, like a, just a kiss from him that he mm-hmm. would allow that for us. Yeah. And I, I love St. Michael and just anytime you're feeling any type of fear, just call upon and say, St. Michael, sure. pray for us or pray yeah. for me between him and the blessed mother. <laughs> I always said like, if I ever got a giant like tattoo sleeve, I'd want to get early <laughs> Guadalupe on like one arm and St. Michael <laughs> on the other one. <laughs> the fact that you said that, I was like, ooh. Those are my two tattoos I want to get. It's like a giant one. So I could like. I don't know if I wanted to encourage that. Or <laughs> so Okay. You go for it. If you do, I will get fully like support a full, you. Like a if full you're going to go, you should go all out. Yeah. That's what I'm, gonna I'm say. never going to do that. But that's been my dream where I'm like, oh, I just want to get those and be protected like, from all evil. Yes. I love that. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm going to transition to my. Yeah. Saint. Tell me. I'm excited. St. Raphael. Yeah, I'm excited. Which everybody knows St. Michael is a protector and St. Gabriel obviously is the messenger Mm -hmm. that came to Mary and um, did the Annunciation. But St. Raphael is a little bit lesser known, um, particularly because he's primarily, like only really referenced Mm -hmm. in a book of the Catholic Bible. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that element. Yes. So he's in the book of Tobit. Mm -hmm. And so um, not everybody knows about him, but... I'm just going to say, if you don't fall in love with his story, I just don't know what you'll fall in love with because it is the most beautiful story. Um, And so I can't wait to share it with you. Okay. Just a little bit of background knowledge. St. Raphael is known for his gifts of wisdom and grace, and he's the consoler of the afflicted and helper of travelers. He is the patron saint of healers. Okay. So Mm, he's known as the angel of healing. Mm -hmm. And which includes like the patron saint of doctors and therapists, anyone who's in that kind of world of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so drawn to healing as part of the spiritual journey that I feel particularly connected to St. Raphael because mm-hmm. he is that angel of healing. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that he heals that I'll talk about that I just think is just so mind-blowing. His name means medicine of God. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And angels just have that, like that angelic love is just so, um, it's just, it's, it so speaks of like that that is God's medicine, like in a way of just that love Mm -hmm. is really the medicine of God. Um, His feast day, along with the other saints, uh, the other angels, I'm sorry, is September 29th. Mm, Yeah. Um, So it's the feast of angels, which is uh, Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a little bit of background knowledge. In the book of Tobit, it's a story about Tobit and his family. Mm-hmm. And Tobit is a devout and wealthy Israelite living in the city of Nineveh. And he suffers some major setbacks in his life and is eventually blinded. Mm-hmm. And because of his misfortunes, he begs the Lord to die. Like, mm-hmm. have we all like been at this point where you're just like, I can't take it anymore. Like, Lord, just end this. Like, that's where he's at. Um, but he recalls that he left a large sum of money in the town of Media. Medea? No, I don't think it's Medea. And sends his son Tobiah to fetch it for him. Meanwhile, at the same time, in that same town of Media, a young woman named Sarah is also wishing for death. Mm-hmm. Because she has lost seven husbands, each killed on his wedding night 
by the same demon as Matias. And talk about traumatic. <laughs> Very that traumatic. Seems really intense. Yeah. Um so she's at her the end of her rope too. Mm-hmm. Along with Tobit. Um, so God hears the prayers of both Tobit and Sarah and sends Angel Raphael in human form to help them both, which I just think is so cool that he just like that he this is the way that he answers this yeah. prayer. And Tobit is like um, an older man. He has an adult son, mm-hmm. Tobiah. And so he's like an established they're an established family, and Sarah's mm-hmm. like, you know, young of marrying age. So they're people who have these same prayers, but at different life stages. Mm, yeah. Like, I'm sending this angel to help you both. So Raphael comes in human form, and he befriends Tobit's son, Tobiah, and makes the journey to media with him. So he's he just um, acts as like a spiritual companion mm-hmm. to him along the journey. And there's just so much symbolism about this that just makes this so like beautiful about the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so along the way, along their journey to get the money for their debt for, um, for Tobit, Tobiah is attacked by a large fish as he bathes in the Tigris river. Okay. I knew there was some weird amphibious <laughs> creatures. I was going to say a frog. There's a fish. <laughs> it was a fish. A large okay. fish was how it was described. Okay. And Raphael, orders Tobiah to seize the fish and remove its gall, heart, and liver. Yeah, okay, because they, okay. Yeah, and he wants him to remove those three things, those three organs, because they are useful for medicine. He's mm, like, hold on to okay. these. Yeah. Um, and so Tobiah does. And then later, once they reach the town, it's Raphael that urges Tobiah to marry Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like he, like, basically has walked him to her, his spouse. Like he oh, just spends, that. spends that time, like just spiritually, like companioning him and just, um, like helps him along the way and walks with him until he finds who he's supposed to marry. And Raphael uses the fish's heart and liver to drive the demon from the bridal chamber. That one Asmodeus that was like torturing and killing like yeah. every husband. So, he basically, Raphael uses the very thing that hurt Tobiah to heal Sarah. Like, he's, like, using the thing that hurt, like, oh. Tobiah and, like, uses that, his wounding, Tobiah's wounding, yeah. to, like, be the healing for Sarah, which I just was like, oh, that's I love so that. sweet. Um, and then finally, Tobiah returns to Nineveh with his wife, Sarah, and his father's money. And Tobiah, so he used the... Raphael used the liver and the heart, so mm-hmm. we know the gall is left mm-hmm. of this fish. Tobiah rubs the fish's gall on his father's oh, eyes yeah. and cures him of his blindness. Yeah, okay. Um, and so it's then that Raphael reveals his true identity as an angel um, sent by God and then returns to heaven. So it's like he was just sent there just for that one person, just for that mm. one journey. Like yeah. of the three angels or four now that are listed in the Bible, like that God sends one of those main characters, like just to accompany this one child of God you know, oh, I love to, like, that. to his spouse. And I just thought that was just such a testament of God's love for each and every mm-hmm. one of us that he sees us as like his only one sometimes. And so when Raphael returns to heaven and that his identity was revealed, it's then that Tobit utters this like beautiful hymn of praise. Yes. Um, which I'll like. Is that a lot of weddings, right? Yeah, that reading is in a lot of weddings. Um, and so it's it's just a beautiful, like, thanks, like praise and thanksgiving, mm-hmm. basically, of God. And so that's R- R- St. Raphael's story. And I just kind of, like, wanted to touch on, like, 
why the story is so beautiful. Yes. Okay. Um, first, oh, okay. So basically that point of like how we're so individualized with how God's love, just like he would be willing to send an yeah. angel there. And then the second piece is this companionship piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, he's known as the angel of healing. And yes, he did drive out a demon. I mean, that's like not something to balk at. Um, but I just, it makes me wonder in reading his story, like, is the true healing walking with another person, like Mm. just accompanying them? Yes. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like focusing on like when we love someone, we want to like quote unquote fix them. Mm -hmm. Like, can we just walk with them and love them and like Mm. walk them through their journey? Mm. And is Mm -hmm. that like love and acceptance, the actual healing. Yes. Versus mm-hmm. like, I need to fix your problem. Yes. Um, which is just, for me, that just speaks so much to like discipleship and just um, what it means to like live that Christian life of like walking with one mm-hmm. another yeah, um, to the heart of Jesus. Okay. And third is St. Raphael's angelic love like allows Tobiah to heal his father. So like mm-hmm. St. Raphael could have been like, I'll take the goal and do that. But it was mm-hmm. like he instructed Tobiah and then the fruit of that allowed Tobiah to heal another person. And so like this angelic love, like it's just a fruit that keeps on like giving and, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. like being passed on. It reminds me of like Henry Nowen has like this, I think the book is called Wounded Healer. Mm, yeah, I've heard of that one. And essentially, I think the concept is that, like, it's in our woundedness that we're able to heal, help Mm -hmm. facilitate healing other people because Mm -hmm. we understand um, the pain and that um, that we have a deeper sense of compassion. There's a depth there that we can draw upon to help another person because of that wounding. And so that we um, and that really all speaks to like suffering and that being the path to salvation as well. But like just that. it's in like the thing that attacked Tobiah, the fish that yeah. attacked Tobiah was the thing that helped heal his dad's mm-hmm. blind, you know, being blinded, helped heal his wife's like driving out this demon. And so it was like in his wounding, he was able to facilitate healing the people he loved, which is just beautiful. Oh, so heart melting. Yeah. Um, so that is St. Raphael's story. And he, um, I just, genuinely call upon him in times of like, I just need healing or, Mm. um, I especially call upon him when someone shares with me something that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, he's somebody that you can just ask, like, would you just spread that angelic love over that person, you know, and, um, accompany them. And so, um, anytime, you know, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, Mm -hmm. he's like a good, um, saint to ask for intercession, to pray for you. Um, and I just feel like his love is just, it's a different kind of love than like yeah. how we feel like some of the other saints, like their, their love and prayers are. Um, it's just, there's just a warmth there that just feels very different and just like embracing um, that makes that kind of like a special intercessory yeah. advocate. Um, and so I wanted to end with Tobit's Song of Praise, yeah. um, just part of it because it's kind of long, but so I'm just going to read a few verses. Um, but it just speaks to how when Tobit witnesses, I'm sorry, yeah, when Tobit witnesses all that's happened, it's like he's just praising the Lord mm-hmm. in that piece of it. So this is Tobit, um, chapter 13, 337. It says, Give thanks to him, you Israelites, in the presence of the nations. For though he has scattered you among them, even there recount his greatness. Exalt him before every living being 
because he is your Lord and he is your God, our Father and God forever and ever. He will afflict you for your iniquities, but will have mercy on all of you. He will gather you from all the nations among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart and with all your soul, do what is right before him, then he will turn to you and will hide his face from you no longer. And I was just like, oh, that's just like, you know, it, so much of spirituality is about the return to God, just our constant turning back to God in our you know, human frailty. We kind of turn away, and then it's like it's the return that's so important. And so when he just says, turn back to him with all your heart and with all your soul, um, he will turn to you and will hide his face no longer. That just, um, it was never him that was hiding his face. It was us that was turned around. Mm, and so yeah. for him to have that wisdom and understanding after everything that he went through, all of his setbacks mm-hmm. and wanting to die, that his story has this kind of ending of just awe of who God is and how merciful he is and how he's, um, how God heard his prayer and mm-hmm. sent literally sent an angel to yeah. help him um, and his and his son. Yeah. And so it like lasted for generations. So it's just so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love your take on it because if I'm being honest, I always felt like Tobit was like the weird Bible <laughs> rom-com. You know, because it's just, I forgot about. The quirky, like. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about um, Tobit being blind. Yeah. And it was like about. St. Raphael was like the matchmaker for like this weird wedding. So like, you know, I was like, okay, it's like a rom-com. Yeah. But there's like way more depth there. Oh my goodness. It's so beautiful. I like every time I like think about it, I'm like, I just like, I'm so in love. It's beautiful. Yeah. It reminded me too of um, one of my favorite New Testament stories, uh, the walk to Emmaus. Mm, yes. It's just like not knowing who they're talking to, but oh, everything that's being a revealed. Cool connection. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of, I'm sure there's a connection there. Yeah. But everything being revealed towards the end. Yeah. But that the true like you said, the true beauty, like in the walk to Emmaus, they Jesus opens the scriptures to them and that's kind of what they take away from it. Yeah. Just hearing seeing God's plan for salvation laid out finally and everything being made sense and not like the revelation at the end because when they see Jesus and the breaking of the bed, he disappears right away. Right. So like it was truly is about the journey, the journey with him. And like, that's what they got. And some of of the unknown and not really knowing you kind of piecing it together along the way. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what it reminds me of too. Just that it really foretelling of that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful like theme of that, that God sends his love to us in different ways. Yeah. With us, man, how seen, how seen must they have felt and that we can feel too. Like you will get this one angel to come help you with this specific thing. I know. And that the fruits of that would spread to Sarah and Tobit and just like, and his son and just, um, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. So beautiful. No, I do love that. I see. Yes, I get it. St. Raphael. Yes. I see it now. Pray for us. You're right, though. He is often like, because St. Michael is like the warrior prince. Yeah, he's and the then, muscle. Yeah, St. Gabriel is like the all trumpeter. Christmas. Yeah, he's like, like a whole season. Yeah. He's the star of. But then Which Saint- I will say, we didn't talk about St. Gabriel, but um, I often call upon St. Gabriel just as if um, if I need help, like relaying something or communicating something to somebody. Like if you ever have to have like a difficult conversation you're like, I need like you to be the messenger of Never like wisdom. Never thought of that. Because he's always the one that communicates the messages. Yeah. So he's like the communicator. I've never thought of that. I just think of him in connection to Christmas time. 
I never think about of the, the rest of yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like he's such a great saint to ask for help in like communicating or like being able to relay something to someone else. <laughs> Wait, he's not even at Christmas time, right? He's the Annunciation. Yeah. Which is nine months before. So yeah, like, but it's just like the story of Jesus' birth right. is so tied in. I'm yeah, like, I have him completely wrong. <laughs> I'm just realizing. Plus, I bet he's had other jobs since then. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I think we can ask for his help. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just not even accessing all the help there is in the angels is what I'm realizing. Yeah. Moral of the story. Point of the story is we've got lots of help. For sure. So let's ask. Let's ask for help. Yeah. The end. No. The end. Um, <laughs> Should we do our blessing and burden? Yeah. Can you go first? Because I yeah. need to think while you're talking. Okay. Uh, I thought of mine. Okay. Uh, so blessing. Uh, we have got, uh, been spending a lot of time with the grandparents oh, just nice. the last like week or so. We yeah. see them a lot, but I feel like Ben has been getting a lot of good quality time with them. And Ben is obsessed with his grandparents. Oh, so that's he so just, sweet. Like, that is a blessing. He is obsessed with them. That's just that they're, they're accessible and they're local. Yeah. Both sides. Oh, yeah. It's almost a little bit problematic because if they, like, <laughs> set him down for one second, he, like, <laughs> screams like he's being murdered. And when they're around, he doesn't want me. Oh. So it's, like, very... Okay, is this a grandparent thing because they, like, the kids know that the grandparents won't say no, so they're like... I don't like, know. You're going to pick me up. Anyways. I don't know. I will say his grandmas were very instrumental in like his very early days, like when me going back to work and yes. stuff. So I think he just. There's an attachment. There's already like a very young attachment, but yeah. he just loves them so much. When I see him with his grandparents, I just feel so lucky that they're yeah. so close. I know. And that both successful. And then I just know how hard it is when your family is far away because all my siblings live far away. Yeah. So it's not my parents that are far, but it. It's hard when you're, you know, the trips and out of state. So right. I get, can't imagine if it was them who were far. Yeah. So just really feeling blessed this week. Um, I love that. Yeah. And by their love for Ben too. Yeah. So that's been a big blessing. Just a, a fun thing we've had this week. And then burden. Uh, I'll be really vulnerable and say sure. my anxiety has been really bad lately. Oh, I'm sorry. So just a lot of anxiety. Yeah. In general and kind of all the things that come with that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I needed this St. Michael reminders Reminder. for help. Yeah. But yeah, just lately, if I could get, use prayers for anxiety. Absolutely. Do you uh, have supports in place or do you yeah. have a plan? Yeah, I have a plan in all the things, which yeah. I think is why usually it's like, you know, in the back of my mind, but not yeah. forefront. But lately it's been, uh, yeah, bothering me a little bit more. Yeah. What's so. cool is that you have the awareness that it is because sometimes with anxiety, it's like we don't even know we're getting wrapped up in it. But the fact that you have the awareness that it is high right now. Yeah, it um, is high right now. And, so. that, and I love that you're reaching out. Like that's like next level of like, okay, I have the awareness and I'm going to ask for help. Yeah, that's thank like you. the magic yeah. combo. So I'm yes. really glad. So I all the things are crying. in place. It's just like, it, I mean, yeah. I think it's a definition of a burden. Like it's not yeah. like everything is just quote a unquote weight. fine, yeah. but it definitely is like just a weight on me. So yeah. I'm definitely for that. praying for that. So that's thank what I got. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay. Um, my burden is a little superficial, so I'm going to apologize. But listen, living in Texas oh, in the summer. No. <laughs> no, you're right. Burden. It's going to be 102. I can't. Okay. And. I just, it's really hard to live in that condition. And it, like getting in the car. Just the door to the car. <laughs> so the hard. inside of my car is black. And and like leather, like it's a bad combination. And the worst. 
I mean, like simple things, just like trips to the grocery store. I am like worn out Miserable. by the time. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I've literally done one thing and I'm like, I'm so drained. So. Oh, I 100% agree. I can't do it anymore. I feel like the older I've gotten, like when I was little, I used to love summer and yeah, the heat like, and getting wet. But now I'm like, I can't. Where Where's our vacation home going to be? Because... Okay, but I will say I do not like the cold, so I will take heat over cold. And so I feel like I am supposed to be where I am, but also I kind of complain about it too. Mm-hmm. So You know what I was, so I was the same way. Our winters are usually mild enough yeah. that I'll take the heat. For sure. But I've been thinking part of the reason I don't like the cold is because here in Texas, we don't buy, like I don't have boots. I have cute boots. <laughs> we don't have like snow we don't suits have, and, and like when it's cold here, we just like stop living. <laughs> Because it's not going to be cold very long. Right. We're like, let's just ride it out. It's not worth like buying the right gear and going out in it. So I was like, you know what? What if I had the right gear? It's still not pleasant. Because I've been really telling Louise, like, we're going to move. We're going to get coats, the right coats. And I can't. Coats are not going to solve this. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I needed that. Because I've been like, (laughs) I can't take this. (laughs) The heat. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's my burden. I agree. My blessing is a big blessing because one of my dearest friends just had her baby. Yeah. And it is her baby's name is Serena Rose. I mean, is that not just like the beautiful. most beautiful name? And just, I mean, speaking of angels, when I was holding her, I got to hold her for the first time a few days ago. And she's like a little angel, just like sleeping. Remember, you know, those like newborn days where they're just like sleeping all the time. And you're like, how can they be this tiny? <laughs> um, so just being brought back to that and just to see that delight for my sweet friend I was just like so happy um to witness that and to just um, walk with them through that so that is my blessing to all the angel babies out there that is a big <laughs> blessing so sweet yeah yeah well, okay saints that are angels pray for us please please <laughs> see ya bye thanks for listening to this episode of snacking with the saints snacking with the saints is a member of the spoke street catholic podcast network If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating or leave us a review. You can also subscribe to be alerted of when we drop our newest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at snacking.saints.pod. Come on over, tell us your blessing and burden for the week. Maybe we'll share it on air. And please remember to keep us in your prayers. We're definitely praying for all of you.